Today, we proudly introduce the Equality Act. I have HR5 in my hand. Tend to name a bill after the opposite outcome of what it will do. Under the Equality Act, disagreement is discrimination. The so-called Equality Act is not about tolerance. It seeks to impose the will of this body on the American people. Welcome, POTUS Shield, Watchmen, Warriors, and Worshippers. Franca Media here. Let's talk very briefly about HR5 and genderization of our society. And I am calling for all of us to write to our senators, to our congressmen, to our elected officials, to the White House in opposition of this legislation, which has already been approved by the House and is in the Senate right now, and which Biden and Kamala Harris have already said that they support it. We do not. It's called the Equality Act, and it's about the ch uh, child and parental rights campaign, and we need to understand what's at the root of this, first of all, spiritually, but more so, let's talk about the political consequences and the consequences to faith-based ministries, churches, and you and I. Now, it is intended to amend the landmark 1965 Civil Rights Act, and we won't get into that. That's a good thing. We needed it. It brought uh, uh, justice and eradicated some discrimination against individuals for race, origin, or sex, gender, meaning male and female at the time. But this is expanding it far beyond that. And these proposed changes literally would end up validating that it's no longer on biological reasons that we determine sex or gender. We'll get into that in a moment. It will actually reduce protections and cause more discriminations, especially against those who adhere to the natural way that God has created man and woman, both male and female, in His image. So this distorts the very image of God and is against the very image of God Himself, and that as is manifest in male and female here on earth. I made a statement during the 2020 election uh, when I cautioned that if we were to lose control of, of the legislative process, and if Biden and Kamala would end up being in office, and God forbid we lost the Senate, that we could see genderization like nothing before, even to the point where having sex with a cow would be okay. Well, guess what? We're just about there. Now, I was ridiculed, and it even made Newsweek and some other publishings, and it, was, it went around viral, and it got con contorted and distorted, and all kind of different things came out. Well, I'm not going to back off. Let's deal with it now, and I want to move on. Now, what is happening is, if this bill were to become law, then we would see that there would be public accommodations required to comply with this new genderization. And basically it's this, that whatever somebody's feeling, we have to honor that and that we would have to not discriminate against it. It means that our children could one day be competing against transgender children in sports or possible dual gender bathroom incidents in public places and even schools. All the other girl athletes in Connecticut and I faced another challenge having to compete against boys. We all watched in surprise as our chances to win had vanished. 
the fairness and track events that we knew was gone. It only got worse the next year when another athlete who competed for three seasons as a boy started to compete as a girl just a few weeks later in the outdoor season. As it comes down to churches and ministries, we would still be protected, so it seems, by the law as ministers and pastors that we could say, no, we don't want a minister or a pastor who's any one of these other genders or transgenders that doesn't line up with the Word of God in our faith. However, we would be required to hire other people and not discriminate against them. And you can be certain that there will be people that will attempt to bring that to the forefront to persecute ministries. Also, what happens if somebody is a fluid gender, which we'll talk about in a moment, and they go through a transformation process, they're already embedded in your ministry, and you have to continue on and make allowances for that. You would have to allow transgenders into public bathrooms. We already see the problem in sports. We would see that this not only would uh, just be for uh, public bathrooms, but in every facet of public and society, retailers, uh, stores, Salons, banks, gas stations, restaurants, shelters, travel agencies, funeral parlors, healthcare, allowing, accounting, legal, everywhere. And so we understand as this includes everything that this is an all out assault on the natural creation of man and woman and God's relationship with man and woman. And we fast forward and we understand that this is that time when God will turn people over because of their unnatural affections. We see it happening. We see that this is all part of what is coming upon the earth in darkness, gross darkness. And we are being challenged at every level, whatever it is, to hold strong for God. We must not allow ourselves to give in to political issues and motivations. We must stand on the word of God and on the strength of God, and we must make our voice heard to our elected officials. Now, let's talk about the genderization for a moment and understand what's behind it. What's behind it is called science. Does that sound familiar? Follow the science. Fauci, follow the science. Biden, follow the science. Yes, science has its place. And we're not those who are going to scoff at science. Science treats us well in many regards. We have many inventions. I like the fact that I don't have to light a candle, that I can turn on and have electricity. I like the fact I can turn the key in my car. I like the fact I can walk into an airplane and end up in one of our churches in Africa or Israel or somewhere else. We do not scoff at science, but we don't worship science. And we don't have to believe everything that is given the label as science as if it's true. So what we see is that today, genderization has been totally expanded beyond what is biological, male and female. I'm going to show you some of these different publications. You can look them up for yourself. This one from the AP says, science says sex and gender aren't the same. Written by Lauren Neergaard, October 23, 2018. And what this article says, it says that anatomy at birth may prompt a check in the male or female box on the birth certificate, but to doctors and scientists, sex and gender aren't always the same thing. 
And then this came out attacking the Trump administration for holding on to the fact that it is male and female, 2018. There's a question asked, aren't sex and gender interchangeable terms? The response, sex typically refers to anatomy while gender goes beyond biology. This is some great thinker, his name is Dr. Jason Rafferty, and he's a pediatrician, a child psychiatrist from Rhode Island, and they go on to make him the expert talking about this. Gender identity is more an inner sense, listen to that. It's an inner sense of being male, female, or somewhere in between, regardless of physical anatomy, the good doctor explains. It may be influenced by genetics and other factors, but it's more about the brain than the sex organs. Further, he goes on, how early can people tell if they're transgender? Well, he says it's normal for children to explore in ways that ignore stereotypes of masculinity and femininity. And he also goes on and he says, sometimes that happens at a very young age, while others it may be adolescence or beyond. He says, regardless, the pediatrician pediatrician's policy calls for gender affirmative care so that children have a safe, non-judgmental and supportive avenue to explore their gender questions. And what he says is, you're not going to be able to do a test to determine a magic transgender gene. He says they don't exist. It's some mysterious confluence of genes, chemicals, other factors that contribute but aren't well understood. Right now, I have a dear friend whose son is being challenged in the public system, school system. He's a freshman. And all of a sudden, they gave him a computer, and then they began their diversity program when really all he was going to do was to learn about robotics and some other things. And what's being implanted and imparted to him is this stuff. And now he's being challenged to ask, who are you really? Uh, where does your transgender roots, where may they lie? And we understand that this bill, HR5, is feeding into that, making it policy and law, and already going to condone what is happening in many of our institutions with diversity training. It establishes a woke heresy code, seeking to eliminate distinctions between male and female at every level. It includes gay marriage, men competing in women's sports, and doctors performing procedures like gender reassignments that go against their conscience. If we are truly one nation under God, the reality is the Equality Act goes against God's design for sexuality. Look at this from the Cosmopolitan. This one says there are 12 gender-related terms you should know and understand. Now, when I brought this to the forefront in October, last October before the election, and I cautioned what could happen if Biden and Kamala Harris were elected, and if we were to lose control of the House and the Senate, and it's happening, it's trying to happen, we need to fight it, we need to oppose it, we need to again arm ourselves up, we need to pray it down, we need to bind it, and we need to come against it with everything that we have, fighting in the spiritual world and as political activists as well, as long as we keep our peace. And as long as we stand in that presence of the love and the patience that God has called us to be. Well, at that time, I said there were 12 and there was a 13th one that was just released. And that was that whatever you think you are and you're feeling that you could be. How wrong I was. This says that the concept of gender spans across a spectrum. 
gender has become very nuanced in that for many individuals, they now have the opportunity to identify with new terms more suitable to their body and preference. So from now on, we should no longer ask somebody what they were assigned at sex. We should ask them, what are you feeling? You are. Gender can be fluid, it goes on and says. And that's the whole basis between HR5. It can be fluid. Today, you might be feeling that you're a woman even though you have male genitalia. So you go into the woman's restroom and there you encounter my daughter, my grandchildren. I don't think so. I don't think women like it. And I know men don't like it that their woman would be in there having to put, be subject to something like that. But it says whatever you're feeling, it's fluid. But then tomorrow you could say you're a man again and participate in male sports. Or you could be a man participating in women's sports. Interesting, feminists have come out against that. And they rightfully should. Because they said, "How? what is the fair playing field? We can't compete. Because it wasn't meant to be that way. Eight of us lined up at the start line, waiting for the gun to go off and hoping to be the first across the line. But while six of us were only about three quarters into the race, two girls were already across the finish line and butting chests as boys do in victory. Athletes and coaches watched in disbelief. What just happened? Two boys identifying as girls happened. Before the, that race even started, the father of one of those girls said, it's all over now. Uh, girls all across the state have been impacted policy. They've lost opportunities to compete in finals or advance to the next level of competition. They've lost podium spots. 15 state championship titles have gone to two biological males in the last few years and seven New England championship titles. Uh, so the impact has just been devastating to us here in Connecticut. And uh, if the Equality Act is passed, this is something that we will see nationwide. So in essence, what you're saying is if the deceptively titled Equality Act actually creates inequality for female athletes like your daughter Chelsea and other young women across the state of Connecticut. So whether you identify with any of these terms, what's important is that you become a better ally, this in Cosmopolitan says, so that you're more inclusive, that you're more respectful, and that you're not traditional nor fundamental. And they go on and they name 12 different terms. Agender, which means that, you know, an absence of any gender or affiliation. Gender nonconforming, which is bad. That means that you're not conforming to these other labels of gender. Sex, which of course now is being relegated to being as unimportant. Gender affiliation, more important as a category. Of course, gender, it's a social construct, it admits, but it says that it has greater value than the biological construct of male or female, and that it was something created by humanity. That's the definition. Gender, created by humanity? Really? Humanity is the creator? Look at the words that are being used and flaunted. Cisgender, it means those who identify that matches the sex they were given at birth. So if you're cisgender, then you're, you're not conforming either. Cishet is cisgender heterosexual, or someone who is both cis and straight. Not one that is in a category that deals with diversity as much. Transgender, it means you don't align with the sex that was assigned at birth. And this is someone who's feeling a little different. Gender queer, it's someone who enjoys playing with that political and activist sense of the experience of expressed 
gender. Wow. So it's a play on transgender and they could be either gender or both or a combination. They just don't subscribe to gender binary. Gender fluid, this is the one, this is the catch-all, this opens all the doors, is gender fluid feels that their gender can change and vary over time, at a whim. People who are gender fluid find themselves moving between different gender presentations and identifications, oh my. Non-binary is a gender is not just male or female, but it can be something in between or something other. Intersex is saying those who are born that have some features that's not just about their genitalia so that you could see that they actually have some heteros, uh, uh, some other tendencies that should be respected. And then orientation is completely separate from gender identity and, uh, and should be more or less disregarded. Well, that's 12, 12 gender related items. But guess what? I said there would be 13, and that was out of fluidity that says you could be whatever you wanted to be. Well, now we come out with another article from Lifehacker, and it comes out and explains there are 33 gender identities recognized by the Australian Sex Survey. Down under, they're getting some things wrong, aren't they? Hey, my friends in Australia, we're standing with you. Fight against this. 33 different gender identities, and they use a lot of the same ones, but listen how they started out. The acronym LGBT was once considered sufficiently representational of non-heterosexual sexuality in general types. Well, now it says because of this Australian survey at the Queensland University of Technology, Science, that there's a listing whopping 33 options of genders under the question. And then it asks you, which of the following terms do you feel best describe your gender? What will you agree with? And here they are. I'm not gonna read them all. You can look it up. It's crazy. I mean, it goes on and it has a man, a woman, a transgender man, a transgender woman, trans person, trans man, trans woman, female to male, male to female, cisgender, cis female, gender not conforming, non-binary, pangender, polygender, intersex, demigirl, demiboy, intergender, bigender, adrogen, adrogeny, third gender, and trigender, and so and so on. Now. If that's not absurd, and I said, where would it stop? It would keep going. Well, it didn't take long for those words, unfortunately, to be somewhat prophetic and proven right. Now we have Healthline. Healthline comes out and says, there are 64 terms that describe gender, identity, and expression. 64 terms. We started with two, then three, then LGBT, then it was 12 and I was pushing 13, then we hit 33. Now we're at 64 and the caveat is that it can be whatever you're feeling. And remember I said if you wanted to say you woke up and said you were a helicopter, you could be a helicopter that day. God forbid you try to jump off of a wall. It may not work because your natural propensity in creation isn't a helicopter. You're gonna flop on the ground but if you're feeling it, hey, that's okay. I allow it. Really? And then it goes on and it says, 
There are so many gender terms out there, many of which overlap. Some also have definitions that shift over time or across different sources of information. Thanks to the internet, oh my. I just learned that in the public schools, they're being given computers for diversity training. And so during class, they can call up porno. It's okay. During class, you can, you can review and research all of these things as you're young to try and find your identity. And it's okay because it's fluid, it's changing, and there's more access now to information and education and visual representation of diverse genders. And then it goes on and read it yourself. I mean, it comes up with even more. Boye, used in LGBTQIA communities, body dysphoria. How about butch? They got butch in there. I remember butch from a long time ago. That wasn't something we were supposed to use. Feminine presenting, femme, gender dysphoria, gender not conforming, gender queer, even curse words used in here. Gender F, really, really, I'm telling you, printed, published, being presented to our children in schools for diversity training? Really? Now, let's get to this one. Remember I said that it would come to the point where if you were feeling like an animal, you could be an animal and it would be legal for you to have a sexual relationship with a cow? Well, guess what? It's not only a cow. Here it is. Why be human when you can be other kin? Other kin, fluid, whatever you're feeling. And by the way, they're getting some scientific backing for this. To say that if you feel like you're an animal, and you're more animal than you are the human kind of animal, then you're still a human, but you have other animalism that maybe is a greater tendency. And we should recognize that and respect that and allow that, not only into our families and our schools, but into our society at whole. I mean, could you imagine for an other kin running as your congressman, your senator, your dog catcher? Hey, how about a dog catcher as an other kin? They get along with the other dogs. You think I'm fooling? Look at this. As social beings, a sense of identity plays an important role in our relations and in our own happiness. But identity has, doesn't have to be narrowly human. In an essay looking at the groups that exist on the edge of conventional boundaries, taking us to the edge, and are often subject to prurience and ridicule, Pedro Fejo considers those who feel like they're animals other than human. And this goes on and begins to point it out. And it begins to tell us that this is growing. And the name for this used to be animal people, lycanthropes, therianthropes, and now, most recently, it's got a name that's just a little bit more passionate, a little bit more understanding. It's called other kin, O-T-H-E-R, kin. And then they give us some pictures of them, some historical pictures of people that are interfacing with animals and ducks and have an animal body and an animal top. How about the commercial that's out there all the time by one of the insurance companies that's showing a half man and a half motorcycle? How about this one? Look at this. You think I'm, I'm fooling you. Modern psychiatry and psychology have not been able to keep up to date with new post-human perceptions. Here's a woman. She says, how does it feel to be a cat? And she goes on and she says that she feels more aligned as a cat than she does a human. And this article says, other kin 
are people too. They just identify as non-human. Well, let's take a peek at what they look like. Here it is. Identifying more as a pig and some other hybrid animal. That's a human being that has taken on that look. Now, look at this. Other kinder people identify as partially or entirely non-human. A dragon, a lion, a fox, you name it. There's probably someone out there who feels like they are more these things than they are human. And the popularity of the other kin phenomena seems to be growing steadily, especially since 2012. I'm just going to show you another large picture or two. So you understand how graphic this is. She says she's transgender and she's fluid. She's a fluid gender, number 64, I don't know which number it is, depends on whose survey you take. And actually it's a fair assumption to say that she feels more other kin and transgender together at the same time. Beloved, we do need to stand up against HR5. The parameters of where it can take us are what it says here, on the very boundaries of conventional creation. This is from the pit of hell. And HR5, no matter whose intentions it were, no matter how progressive they think they're being, in understanding that it's pushed very strongly from the LGBT and the transgender society, but which genders now are we going to be promoting? Which genders are our children going to continue to be subject to? Beloved, pray against HR5. Strike it down. Ask for voices to stand up and for it to permeate into society and their eyes to open and not to fall asleep because I can't believe that the majority of American citizens want to see these extremes come true. We need to do so. Write your elected officials, especially in the Senate right now. Put pressure on them. And pastors and preachers, let's speak from the pulpit. Let's stand out. And all of us who believe in Jesus Christ, let's pray. Pray, 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 pray that we pull this down. This is a great offense. Frank Media here to Potashield warriors, watchmen, and worshipers. Hold on. I'm coming with more. God bless you.